This week on Waxing the Porpoise, G-Baby and the Usual Suspect Steve give you a piece of our mind and rap about this underrated zombie romp from 2015, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Help us get our organ donor badges and we'll do the boogaloo at the zombie hall. Discuss G-Baby's fresh discovery of Takis and dunk on DJ Khaled. Leave it to Cleaver, we're trimming the hedges. Let's wax this living dead porpoise. Chase, don't do that. No, no, no. I want to hear it from your lips. All right. Welcome to Waxing the Porpoise podcast. We are here on... Uh, September 11th, 2022, a, a day of days. I, I didn't even realize today was, today was 9-11. Jesus Christ. Wow, you um, mean you forgot? Well, no, I didn't re- realize today was the 11th. Like, this you weekend's see. just been a fucking shitstorm. You said you would never forget. God damn. Yeah, that's probably really badly worded um, <laughs> for, from my end. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so we're here, uh, episode 23 now, uh, we, we're, we're covering, I, I butchered it before. Chase, what the fuck were you thinking about here? I was call, I, I thought for sure it was a, a scout's guide to the apocalypse, but it's actually scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse, um, from 2015. Uh, you got myself, Jim G baby, along with our co-host, the usual suspect, Steve. How are you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, been a kind of a funky week, and looking forward to sealing sealing this Sunday. Getting the what do they call those? The Sunday uh, the Sunday the blues, Sunday, the Sunday scaries out of my system. What is um, that? Same thing as like the Sunday blues, like anticipation oh. of fucking Monday creeping in. Feels like you're you're living on borrowed time. Yeah, just can't really commit fully. For those of us who work the, the nine to five for the man. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if it makes you if it makes you feel better, I started my morning by stepping in the coldest giant pile of cat vomit. Oh fuck! In the in the dark, and then had to like hobble <laughs> my way into the bathroom. Ah, uh, yucky toes. Yeah. Oh, dude, and it went that all sucks. up in my toes too. It wasn't like arch uh, or heel. It was waffle stomped in between all five <laughs> toes. Oh, that's such a good picture that paints waffle stomp. So yeah, it wasn't like. I might be able to get out of this with like a wet wipe situation. This is like, no, I got to either commit fully to a shower or I'm doing one leg in the, in the sink or in the tub. Yeah. I went, to wash I just the went, shit off. I went one foot under the, the tub spigot and just, yeah. just left it there a while. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's okay. really bad. It was kind of like my nine 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I had something similar actually Saturday morning. Not as bad, I would say, 
at all, but I had a rude awakening and I, with uh, my son, who's almost nine months, I, I picked him up. I put him in the, the changing table to change him. And thus far I've gotten so lucky. He hasn't pissed in my face. I, he hasn't even pissed in the middle of changing a diaper, which like, wow. I think by, by that metric, I'm like, I should go buy a lottery ticket or something. Uh But, um, uh, yeah, I've changed hundreds of diapers. Never pissed. He's just like perfect every time. No shit, nothing. But this time I just took it for granted. So I took off his diaper and I like turn, I reach down, get the next one. I look up and there's just a fountain, a drinking fountain coming out of my son. And at first I was like, Oh fuck, what's happening? Like this is such an <laughs> alien thing. And then yeah. I realized, Oh fuck, my streak is ended. Yeah. So yeah, this shit was just going. It was like a straight up kid's water fountain, like perfect rainbow. Like <laughs> Did you everywhere. Try just drinking it to avoid it going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. No, <laughs> no, I pretty much gave up all hope and I kind of just sat there and watched it happen for a second. Like, this is your life right now. Um, and then, and then I was like, okay, I didn't like snap into action or like freak out. Like, Oh, fuck, there's piss everywhere. I was like, all right, this is Saturday at six twelve a in the AM. Is the, uh, is, is the surrounding area. Are we talking carpet, hardwood floor? hardwood floor thankfully okay. so okay. at the end of the day it really wasn't that big of a deal but uh it just it kind of shocked me more than anything because i yeah. i've you just thought, taken it for granted for so your, long you thought your baby sprung a leak or something yeah i was like i don't even know yeah what's happening i don't do, even do they, know uh, what this is me myself and irene like you get a picture <laughs> off the wall and try to like deflect it back down so it's not just <laughs> everywhere. no i it was like a fight or flight and I, I, no, that's the wrong analogy. It was like, uh, I just froze Yeah. and just watched it happen. You know, I've heard say um, that I've heard people say that's the third F fight, flight or freeze. Yeah. I was, I was thinking because I've heard, you know, you know, you know, some people lock up, you know, and they, you lose the moment or you act or you flee. So that makes sense. That should be a third F in that equation. Um, I definitely, yeah, the latter. I froze for sure. Um, okay. So it looks like we both had bodily uh, liquid mishaps. Yeah. Fun to start off start our mornings. Day. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. So getting into, uh, did you have anything else weird happen or anything else that's come come your way that you, you want to speak to before um. we review? Maybe we'll see if it comes up. There, there has been a couple weird things lately, but uh, yeah, we'll just see if they come up. If not, maybe we'll right. save it for another day. All right. So, obviously, first time watch for you. you, you this is pretty fresh for you. Uh, Scouts, Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. What was your? What do you like about it, or did you like it? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was super yes! funny. Super nice. funny. Uh, as we've talked about before, I like to go in 100% blind, didn't watch anything, didn't even know this movie existed. Uh, the, the missus was home today as well. So she wanted to watch a preview to see if she, it would be something she was into. So I was like, do it in the other room. Cause I don't want to see this. 
So she watched Commitment. it and she's like, yep, I'm down. And <laughs> I was in to this movie within five seconds of it starting. Cause you know, cause Blake from workaholics yeah. and he's just singing that song in the, in the hallway. Like I could just tell, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be my type of sense of humor because I, I, I would go into any zombie movie skeptical just because I feel like that genre is just so fucked out. Yeah. But I was hoping that it would be like a comedic take, not some, rehashing of just another typical whatever so you know right off the bat i could tell oh okay this is going to be funny and it's going to be my type of funny it's not something that is trying really hard to be funny but just falling flat i'm sure i'm sure it got panned by the critics and everybody hates on it because i didn't i didn't really look up any critic whatever it's kind of middle of the road unfortunately because i i feel like it deserves more love yeah yeah, I mean, I thought the three main dudes were super funny the entire time. Just goofballs. Yeah, I le- their their dynamic I, I enjoyed. Because I feel like it's it's got heart without being overly sappy. And the humor's there. And it's like, I think it, they hit a sweet spot of like crude mm-hmm. and, and lewd with the humor. And it doesn't seem too try-hardy. Um, I think if I had to say anyone... I, th- I think he grew on me to- as the movie progressed, but right away, I guess the, the weak link in that group of three is probably Carter, the little smart ass fucker. I um, think, I think I like rebel without a cause. Yeah. I ended up liking, I think all three of them equally. Um, but at, at the beginning I was like, God, I, and more so I was just like, this guy's going to be the little fucking, plucky yeah. horny horny asshole of the group <laughs> that i'm not gonna like and he's gonna come up he's gonna have cheese ball but i actually did like him he, he was great all, all three of them were great but um he's like that friend who's always like trying to get you to do stuff that you're like come on man this is fucking stupid but then you end up doing it you're like all right that was pretty fun yeah that, that we took <laughs> glad that we did that spontaneous road trip or yeah killed that drifter or, or whatever just happens to come up <laughs> Uh, cool. Yeah. I, I was a little unsure, but then I was like, yeah, I forgot when I watched this, I was like, oh, that's right. Blake is in this. I was like, this is going to be at least the beginning will buy me some credit here with his, uh, entrance. And yeah, that entrance is like probably one of my favorite. I forgot how much I liked the, this intro of this uh-huh. film, like setting up like that it's zombie lore. This is the world you're in, but it doesn't like hit you in the face with facts or like a info dump or like, this is a virus got out, blah, blah, blah. It's just like mm-hmm. played totally comedic and stupid, but awesome. And it also, there's the part when like, um, it kind of grabs you a little bit when his hands go through the chest. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that, like the way they were playing it goofy with black widow baby by uh-huh. Iggy Azalea. That was an awesome music choice. And to have him singing it, um, rubbing his nipple on the window and like licking yeah. it. And shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, it seems like they're paying homage to the thing in uh, when he's when he's given CPR and the hands go through the chest. There's an iconic scene in the thing where they're giving the paddles to this dude who's been infected by this alien thing. And I've never it's seen it. Don't chest. ruin it. Don't ruin okay. it. Okay. 
It's really good. Super good. But yeah, I yeah. think they pay homage to that in that scene. But yeah, then you're off to the races. It's like, okay, let's set up the world and here we go. Um, David Keckner, super, super funny dude. Yep. I liked him. He, this is like the perfect role for him as a fucking scout leader of uh-huh. some like dude, like 16 year old kids. And there's only three of them. They're like the losers. And, and every time he comes back up, they're like, Scoutmaster Rahmer. <laughs> uh let's see like, he so, looks like yeah. shit I'm like i set him on fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude i love augie in this movie yeah. he's fucking awesome he's great i was like god are they gonna play him like just the butt of every joke and like you know he's gonna be the fucking scapegoat this whole movie and i like what they did with his character yeah. And with the main, the, the straight man of the three, uh, Ben. Uh, I feel like they did a good job. Like these, these are for the most part, like, you know, stereotypes, like the straight man, the friend wanting to get into shit. And then the fucking, you know, the overachieving ass kisser, goody two shoes, you know, but within those, I feel like they, they add a good amount of uh, nuance to like flesh them out. Like these are actual characters, you know, like, or these are actual, um, you know, people that, that I can, I can buy not as complete plastic, you know, uh, Hollywood production, but yeah, that's what I think is a little overlooked in this is like, it does, it actually does have heart while still being fucking slapsticky and crude, ridiculous. Yeah, and then Denise the stripper is just like the icing on the cake of that fun dynamic in the group. Yeah, and at first too, I was like, <laughs> I wasn't sure about that, but yeah, she totally works. She totally gels and like the their dynamic. Um, <laughs> that that reminds me to just a quick anecdote. My grandpa, I remember when I was we were having our first kid, and we we weren't even sure of the sex yet. Uh, she ended up being a girl, but. Um, we were talking about names and stuff like if it's a boy we're thinking about this and if it's a girl we're thinking about this and we were over at my grandpa's house and he was sitting there on the couch and he's like well it'll either be denise or the nephew and dude it brought down the house anyway (laughs) this guy the the she's like the uh not the like deus ex machina but she's like uh she's like this fucking uh, lightning rod that kind of comes in and like uh, brings their elevates their group and she's a stripper she's fucking hot as shit she knows how to use guns she can fight you know she's just she's like the uh, she's the, tougher the than Billy... any of the dudes yeah or all three of them combined um, <laughs> but she's not yeah I, I really like like her added to the story and then when she goes away and comes back um, but yeah I th- this what is this 90 minutes? I like how quick it is too. It's got, it's nice. It's quick. It's to the point. I don't feel like anyone overstays their welcome. Um, and each, like they, they kind of actually, they do a lot of things. There's, there's a lot of different set pieces that, that break up, uh, their journey. Yeah. I enjoyed too. It's currently free on, I think it's Pluto. And my only, my only complaint was they cut in with commercials Every mm-hmm. every nine or ten minutes, and it wasn't oh, really? e- and it wasn't even like well crafted cut ins. They would just be like in the middle of the scene, and it's like Xfinity gives you the most blah blah blah. It's like Jesus <laughs> Christ! 
find find a rhythm to put yeah. a commercial in and I mean every nine or ten minutes it, it was nuts. But yeah, so that was the only thing that kind of bummed you out bummed me out because it sort of took you out of it and it's like, all right, well I guess I have to kill sixty seconds. So Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of lame. These those these it seems like they're like a dime a dozen now, like these different mm-hmm. free free streamers that are like free with ads. And then mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think they they give you know, where you would have stuff on syndication and TV, they do it very methodically about where mm-hmm. they're inserting, you know, but yeah, that does suck. But if you, if you get a chance and you watch it without ads, it, it moves pretty quickly. Cause I think it is, it's right on, it's like 93 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so a solid hour and a half, uh, which I could see them dragging like a zombie apocalypse or, and, or, you know, a zombie film or an apocalypse film, at least two hours, you know, to like set up the story. Yeah. But I feel like that's another uh, plus for this movie is that they're able to establish that and have a nice tight 90 minute runtime. So yeah, there's um, no, there's no need for the over the top lengthy explanation of what happened, what's happening here, what's happening other places. It's like, it sort of just drops you in the middle of it. Kind of like the battery. When we talked about that, it's like, Mm-hmm. fuck it it yeah. doesn't matter this is where you are right now so this is where we're going yeah. we don't we don't need the the new the flash to the newspaper where it shows you know singapore is over like i don't care just what's going on right here right yeah. now yep yeah that was a good choice for sure and uh so basically we we follow these three dudes i think they said they're going into their junior year so they're probably around yes 15 16 years old and uh that they're they're all boy scouts and the two main guys ben and carter are like they're kind of hiding from the third guy augie who is like the goody two shoes like he's going for his condor badge which is i took as the equivalent of like an eagle scout badge sure. yeah uh, so did I. And so Ben and Carter are like, ah, we're kind of done with this. We're going into junior year. This doesn't, this used to be fun. And they're, so that's kind of like a major through line in this is like them coming to grips with telling their friend Augie and not wanting to hurt him. And I think part of that too is like, he's coming off of his dad had passed away two years ago. So they're kind of treating him with kid gloves. Um, and he's kind of a dork and they're kind of want to break out of that. So that's kind of a main theme. Uh, these guys, you know, facing your fear, going after the girl. That's the main guy, Ben. That's kind of simmering in the background. That was an interesting dynamic that his main love interest is Carter's sister, mm-hmm. um, who they're kind of pursuing throughout this whole thing. Because, like, the zombie apocalypse happens. It, it's like patient zero breaks out. And then, um, so these three scouts are trying to rescue the main love interest of our main character and then also the sister of his friend um so they're trying to track down this party who they were given the wrong address to by an asshole named uh jeff who do you know who he's played by you recognize Um, i i just happened to be scrolling through the cast and i saw he's a schwarzenegger yep of these famous schwarzenegger clan Yep. Patrick Schwarzenegger. He is Arnold's son. Uh, pretty small role in this, but uh, this I think he played. The... 
sorry, this isn't the son Arnold had with the maid. No, that's his name's like Joseph Baena or something like that. But good Paul. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> uh, Patrick. Patrick Schwarzenegger is, I think, the only one of the clan that's actual that's actually in acting. Maybe maybe some of them, the other ones are too. But he's by far the most successful now. He's been in a few different things. Uh, nothing major. He was in a horror film from a couple years ago called Daniel isn't real. That's kind of, it's a really unique funky movie and he's in it and he's great in it. Um, actually like a madcap, like just wild character. Um, that's, that's a really good one. Um, he was, I think I just saw him too. He played, he had a bit role in that new Chris Pratt series, uh, the terminalist on Amazon, which I I think I told you about a month or so ago. That was I actually a good series. I, I haven't it. watched it, but I, I have. Heard, I remember you telling me it was good. And well, because isn't Chris Pratt married to a Schwarzenegger daughter? Yeah, there's the other connection. Yeah, he's married to. I think her name's Kristen or Christina. I think it's, I think it's Catherine. I don't know why I know that's. That. Yes, that is. It's Catherine with a K. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's another Schwarzenegger uh, connection there. Um, yeah, he's in it. He's got a pretty small role, but, um, yeah, so they're, they're just kind of, it shows them going through all these different scenarios that are, that are pretty funny. I I like, um, like they hit that fucking deer and then the deer becomes a zombie deer and it disappears. So then people are like not buying into their story. They're like, no, it was just right there. And it fucking, and that's the deer that ends up killing David Koechner. That whole scene was pretty funny. Um, I like all the different times Carter, like when they hit the deer and he goes back and he's like taking all these pictures with himself and the fucking dead deer in the middle of the road. Yeah. He's, and then def- later he's trying he's to get any it. selfie. Yeah. Later yeah. He's doing it in the jail and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That guy that was, was a, super was funny. Ball. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they go there. Uh, what's the, the first main set piece is like, they're trying to buy beer and they, they kind of, uh-huh. they, they bump into uh, the aforementioned Denise. Who's just like, it, it seems like she's recently graduated high school. So she's probably like, I don't know, 19, at least was, 18, 19, that 20. That was a thought I had. Cause I thought they okay. said something like she left school a couple years ago or yeah. something like that. And yeah, cause I was kind of doing the math. Like she's gotta be 18 or 19. Yeah. But then again, so she's, she's old like, enough to buy beer. So, yeah, that's true. Whatever. Anyway, she's she's a, at least a handful of years older than these than these dudes. Um, it kind of it almost reminded me, not quite, but kind of like Weird Science. Have you ever seen Weird Science? The OG. I I have. It's been a really really long time. Yeah, with Anthony Michael Hall, and they they create a woman, and she's like she can do whatever. She's got mind powers, and it kind of reminded me of that. Like these younger super horn dog kids uh-huh. that are in a weird situation, and then they have this chick who's like a badass and super smoking, and like helps them along. Like uh, it, it kind of reminded me of that. Like so, she's she's like our our ringer in all this. She she knows how to use a shotgun. Their first thing they they run into the because shit starts getting weird and they run into the uh, strip club right across the street from where they're trying to buy liquor. I think that's yeah. where it is. And yeah. uh, 
one of the bouncers, a big ass dude turns into a zombie. And so that's where they get kind of like, uh, this odd couple gets formed. She helps them out of there. Um, well, cause the, the part in the strip club I love is Carter's like, I need to go to the ATM. I don't have any money. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> Ben sits down and is like, my friend, he's coming. My friend's coming. And then I can't remember exactly what Carter says when he comes over and just throws a bunch of money at her. He's like, mommy, daddy's home. <laughs> Yeah, and doesn't like, she like she becomes a zombie but she's like zombie dancing uh, up there she doesn't like fully turn into like i'm trying to rip your neck out yeah and so they kind of, of play that yeah one of them's like what the fuck is wrong with her she's got like weird shit on her skin and he's like no it's just makeup or <laughs> uh yeah so then they they get out of there uh in between all that david keckner gets murked by a zombie deer I like how they injected too, like, yeah, anything can be zombies. Like animals are, turn into zombies in this, which some zombie films, they don't do that, or at least not right away. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this one's like a free for all. They have like zombie raccoons, zombie cats, which that scene was pretty funny. We'll get into, uh-huh. but um, <laughs> I thought you would like that one, especially, but um, what are they? Oh, okay. So then they, they try to break up. And uh, leave Augie at the campsite where they're camping to get his Condor badge. And then he finds them. He, he's like, I knew you guys were trying to sneak out and get away from me, you know, because they want to go to this party where all the popular kids are. They're trying to break into that. And Ben wants to see Kendall Carter's uh, hot sister because he's got a crush on her. And then so they end up parting ways. And that's how Augie finds he ends up going to the scout leader, David Keckner's house, which I would, I thought that was a fun segue. And like his, his weird affectation was he's world's largest Dolly Parton fan. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Adding a little bit of quirk to the character. Did you um, notice that when Keckner was walking through the woods and he was whistling, did you recognize the song? Yeah, it was. Okay. What is It was Nine a Dolly five. Parton song for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like how they slipped little things like that. They didn't make them like zero to 60 a zombie. It's like they added like hints of their former self in them, uh-huh. um, which comes across again later. They fight, they they have like a standoff with a zombie. <laughs> and, and our friend Augie sees that he's wearing a Britney Spears shirt, the zombie, and he starts singing. Yeah. <laughs> that part and was then so zomb- funny. Dude, I loved that part. I was thinking about it later. I was like, that shouldn't work, but it does yeah. just in the moment, like with the movie, I think there's a lot of things like that. They just do. But, um, yeah, I think I touched on it before. I said this is kind of middle of road. I think on IMDb, this is, it's like in the six, six out of 10 range, which really? that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a little too low. Like I, everyone that I've talked to that's seen this loves it. Like it's, yeah. It's an awesome, it's like a hidden gem, you know? I think it deserves at least like a 7.5. Like, and I, I would rate it higher, but yeah, I thought, I think it got kind of trashed. It's, it's, I think it's even lower on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it got a fair shake because this is like one of those, like, you know, people say, ooh. I don't want to have to turn my brain off. It's like, this is a fun turn your brain off and just enjoy. It's a, it's a classic popcorn movie, you know, like yeah, just watch it at face value and, and have a good time with it. It's like, don't try to like, 
it's not made for you to like analyze it and fucking like yeah it's not it's not trying to be super artsy or um you know overly psychological like it's it's supposed to be fun this is fun god damn it we're having fun yeah. just enjoy, <laughs> just enjoy it that's so annoying fun god damn it do you want to hear a funny scout related story yeah Um, were you in the scouts i wasn't my my dad was and his dad was and my cousin was um and my dad's parents thank god are both dead now they're horrible people both of them (laughs) and i mean my my dad's dad was kind of cool but he was just whipped beyond belief and my dad's mom was like such a bitch um so i and i can remember being at like holidays and she'd be like you know uh your grandfather was an eagle scout and you know your dad was too and and now your cousin's going for his kind of like trying to make me feel guilty like yeah i don't give a fuck like (laughs) sorry and you know it, it it came up multiple times like well you know you're uh your cousin, you know, he was like the golden child of yeah. all the all the cousins. I'm like, he's a dork. Chase, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, good for him. He went and collected batteries from the local businesses. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to crown him, crown his ass, crown her ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were who we thought they were. Yeah, I never got into scouts. I think the when I was really young, I was in Awanas. You yeah. heard of that? Know what that yeah, is? Yeah, it's, like it's, it's there's like a religious affiliation with that, isn't there? I think there is. Yeah, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. I feel like because uh, that cousin of mine grew up in a more rural area, so I think it was mm-hmm. more common. He wasn't a street tough like we were. <laughs> latchkey kids yeah uh <laughs> um yeah i don't have any affiliation with, with the scouts i think the closest i would, i even knew about the scouts was watching uh bushwhacked with daniel oh, stern yeah. when yep. i was a kid you remember that dude yeah that was a lot of fun too i bet uh, it was Devil's... i bet it was a good time for kids you know i just never really got any exposure to it so yeah, yeah, it's definitely when your your if your parents aren't like putting you on, you know, I, I feel like it would be a hard thing to get into, or if you didn't have family that had done it, you know, it kind of paves mm-hmm. the way a little bit. But I think the only thing out of that that interests me that I wish I had more knowledge of is fucking knots. I think knots are are cool. He needs some milk. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so then we get into uh, l- let's go through a couple of the set pieces that I think are the, are the funniest. Like, I think the jail scene. So they they end up like they're fucking running for their lives, and I think this was a cool way. So like they they diverge paths. Augie and then Ben and Carter on their are on their own. They meet back up. Uh, so they they start piling around with Denise too. This, at this point, there's like zombies on the street, like shit's getting real. Their, their car, their tire fucking, um, uh, 
they they hit a flat so they got to ditch the car then they're on foot they run into a police station and lock themselves into uh like one of those small holding cells like for like one person and then they're swarmed by um zombies they try doing a whole fucking fit trying to fish the guard keys with a mop or and some string and then augie comes back a, and like it was a bunch of condoms wrap oh yeah that's what it was yeah they're like he's getting out of his wallet that's right (laughs) and uh so that and then it like augie turns up and it's like oh yes he's here to save the day and like right as he's like running he doesn't see where the keys are and he fucking his foot his fat foot shoots him off into like a drain Mm -hmm. but luckily augie know he's like got every patch known to man he's got his lock picking badge so he fucking lock picks him out of the jail cell and then they're back together they're joined back up um I guess before that too, we, I think we got off on the tangent of Dolly Parton, but Augie goes back that whole scene where he take, he, he's like uh-huh. kind of scouting out and he's like looking around the scout leader's house and he's like dipping into the fridge and then he's got to take a shit immediately. Like that whole part was super funny. Like the way he like nice and neatly folded each individual like square of toilet paper. Yeah. And then he gets ambushed by zombie David Keckner. uh, and they have a fun little tussle. He ends up like lighting him on fire and beating beating the shit out of him with a fucking canoe oar, and then when, tying when him he, up. When he first comes in, he's like, "Ugh!" He's like, "I know. I'm sorry. It's bad. I I, I really had to go to the bathroom." <laughs> uh, didn't he say he's like I sprayed? Um, yeah. <laughs> so they yeah when they they meet back up they're they're a fully formed team again uh they go to uh they they find the the fast grandma zombie played by uh the uh the late Cloris Leachman aka Clorox Bleachman um she's an she's awesome I love her uh, I loved her in Beer Fest she's also in a good uh a TV sitcom called raising hope. She's fucking awesome and super funny gal. Uh, but yeah, she's like the crazy cat lady and she becomes a zombie. Uh, they get ambushed by her and then they go, this is where the zombie cats come in. And so was this your favorite part of this movie? Top um, three. Yeah, it probably would be top three when, when they're like, don't move. And that one cat is like crawling up on his back. Yeah. And it's got the weird eyes and they shoot yeah. the light up and, and the, our poor Augie is sitting there, the big fat goody two shoes. And he's got this fucking main coon on his crawling up his back with these funky ass eyes. Dude, that shit was so funny. <laughs> one of my other favorite parts that I think happened when they left the jail is when they're all running and, the. Uh, the like porn star cop gets caught in the gate and her like boobs fall out. Oh, and the guy's like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and, <he's> just, <laughs> and then right before they ru- leave and run away, he like runs over and just like honk. <laughs> Our boy like, Carter. I, I had to, I had to, <laughs> I don't think for pu- like, I touched him. I, I don't think they're real. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that part was awesome. We get the zombie cats, uh, and then pro- this is probably probably my favorite scene of all. Is they uh, so is this where I'm, they're going I'm to curious. the house to get the sister's diary? Right, and that's yes. when crazy cat lady neighbor comes over. Um, that's right. They get ambushed downstairs. 
Yes. Yeah. And then the house started kind of getting swarmed by zombies out on the street. They are hearing all the commotion and shit. So they end up having to break out of the second, second story window of the sister's uh, room. And f- luckily there's a giant trampoline placed like strategically like right out our window so that they can jump out the window hit the trampoline and hop the fence and then abscond from all these fucking zombies and probably it's probably easy to guess for me i'm a mark for this but this shit was so funny when uh so like ben is the last one and it's like do or die time and he he goes to jump out the window and he sees like all the zombies and he ends up hanging on one of these like the zombies dick and it like stretches out like ridiculously (laughs) comically long. And like when the, the part that got me is when he realizes what he's hanging on to and it's a dong (laughs) and he looks down and he fuck like his scream. That's the one that fucking like threw me out of my chair. Like I fucking laughed my ass (laughs) off at this whole, this whole segment. It was like, this is perfect. Yeah. The scream was great. (laughs) <laughs> and, I mean, even even right before that, when uh, like Augie is hesitating going out the window, he's like, "I'm scared of heights." He's like, "Be more scared of zombies," and just pushes him out the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his fat ass like just barely makes it. He like lands right on his gut on the other yeah. side of the wall on the on the the lip of the wall and has to go over. Yeah, yeah. This whole scene was so awesome. It like didn't well it, it, even when Ben gets over the wall. He's like, I got it, and goes to hold up the diary, but it's still the guy's dong in his hand. Yeah, it's detached. It's like a a shake weight jiggling. Yeah, and he throws it, and it lands like straight in the guy's mouth. (laughs) Or that part of so It's so stupid, but it's that, God, that shit made me fucking, I was dying. Even that part in the, towards the very beginning when they're at the scouting recruitment thing, and He's like, all right, you're going to be on hot dog duty or whatever. And he's like, wah, wah, wah. and Keck yeah. like, he's like, people hey. don't eat hot dogs like that. Or <laughs> yeah. he's like, Carter on latrine duty. He's like, God, why do you always have to dig the shitter? He's like, it's not called a shitter. It's called a latrine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, that part was so fucking funny. If, if you don't, if like, if you just watched it for that part, I think it's worth it. Like, but yeah, so then quickly, like from there, we basically go to, it looks like we're kind of towards the end of the film and it's like, oh, there's an army character. He's come to save the day. And then, uh, so they go to, uh, or no, he, ta- he takes them to like a compound and they're all freaking out. Like, oh fuck, we got to get to this party. We got to go alert all these people and save Kendall. Um, well, this is, this is a Carter's little bit out of order because. Well, the the army guy shows up after the hilarious Britney Spears sing along scene. He kills the zombie. Yes, we kind of we cut they, out of that. Yeah, that's right. So then uh, the army guy takes them to where they think the party is, which turns out to be a waste facility. And then from there, okay. they go to find the diary at the house. That's after right. Okay, army, I thought that army happened. Guy turns after. into a zombie. Yeah, the Denise gal notices he's got a bite on his hand, and like right when she realizes or they realize, it's like it shoots up, and his eyes are like crazy, and he's all, Rah! and then it's on, and it's like, oh fuck. Uh, so they get out of that, then they 
they uh, they hijack the Humvee, and then then they go back and they get the the diary so they know where the real party is. And before this is probably my second favorite part. This fucking montage of meeting up at the they're like we need to fucking like upgrade you know we need to get some weapons mm-hmm. and shit so that whole montage was just like like the music that they used and like all the like the way they edited it and cut you know it's like oh okay now all their scout ability to fucking like jerry rig and come up with all kinds of shit um comes into play and they like so ben comes up with like a fucking like uh a weed whacker from hell with like crazy blades on it. And then Augie's like the brain of the whole thing. So he comes up with this like crazy, like, what does it shoot? I forgot. Like these, uh, like hard, uh, like solid core balls. Yeah. They, I'm not exactly sure what they were. Maybe like giant ball bearings or something, but it was like a potato gun with yeah, a giant, like, you know, yeah. pack. But yeah, like on ster- potato gun on steroids. And then what does Car- what does Carter have? What does he make? It looks like, like a weapon. some sort of modified like nail gun crossbow. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I love that whole scene. Like they're like, you know, that montage yeah, it, was it, perfect. It reminded me of. I mean, I'm sure there's countless countless examples of that type of scene where it's like, Oh shit, it's about to go down like boondock saints where they go to that dude's yep. place and he opens up the back room with the guns or yeah. And also in the equalizer right before that last big fight scene where he's going through the hardware store, just yes. picking up all the stuff he's going to need to make like a, <laughs> a badass. It's like a grown up version of home alone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it definitely uh plays on that like oh yes we're gonna fucking we're gonna get ready to fuck shit up um but yeah i like that and then going right into like when they when they finally get to the party that they've been searching for this whole movie and shit's going down i thought that was really cool too like just it's like pure unadulterated like fucking zombies up like in mass Mm -hmm. like people losing their minds. There is kind of a scene too, before that, where it kind of like it sets up, like there's a zombie dude that's like, starts going down on this chick. And like, that was pretty gnarly. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, they, they just start coming in and they, they're just fucking wrecking shop on, on zombies wholesale um, at this party. And all you these know, kids they, are freaking out. You know they killed at least one or two people that were not zombies. They were they were kind of just running yeah, down. <laughs> I was thinking that too, like especially Augie's setup he had and the fucking nail gun that Carter's just indiscriminately yeah. firing. Like, yeah, they or don't they, just. I mean, they could because they showed them like their scouts and like they can shoot a bow and arrow. So that first maybe the their first marksmanship's kill, a. <clears throat> that, that kid, his first kill with the potato gun or whatever it is, it goes through like four dudes' heads. Like, oh, somebody's yeah. There's gonna be some collateral damage with that thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like the that like if you peel back and look at how many people are running around, yeah, for sure, there's some mistakes were made. Um, well, shouldn't have been standing yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really liked that scene too. Uh, 
and I, f- I feel like this had a pretty strong ending. Like they, they all end up, they, they get out of there. Uh, the, the one part I thought was funny too, is like Augie made like as a, uh, contingency plan made a full on fucking bomb and brought it with them to like sacrifice themselves if needed um, to save everyone else. And it turns out they end up having to use it. But then like earlier we, we part ways with Denise. She like fucking hightails it on a, on a dirt bike and the shotgun. She ends up coming back in a Han Solo move um, at the end and helps them all out. They, they get out of this place. Augie, gets he, he gets to play the hero he sets the fuse they all get out they blow up this building that the last of the the zombies and then the cavalry comes in the all the army folks and then ben finally sacks up and gets the girl and kisses her and uh yeah the the hilarious probably now outdated advice from denise to him is like don't say anything just go up to her and kiss her like oh god yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is aged poorly. Um, yeah. Uh, don't say anything. Just go uh, assault her and hope that she's cool with it. Yeah. Just <laughs> go up and put your mouth right on her. Yeah. Um, it's like, was that from the 50s? Like, no, it's 2015. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a different time. Uh, yeah. And then seven years ago. <laughs> and then after the credits, they go back to the empty rec center or whatever and it's just david keckner's head still outside scoutmaster robert <laughs> <laughs> yeah i so yeah this is a fun romp it's like yeah. just it's a total popcorn movie i feel like it fits it's perfectly in the season because i think it takes place in the summertime and they're going right in like the tail end of summer because they talk about they're going into their junior year and they're wanting to be more popular and like fuck all this scout shit um well the one guy's like we're going into our junior year. That you know what that means. And Ben's like, oh, "We need to apply for some colleges." It's like, "No, we're getting pussy, <laughs> pussy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like how they played Ben too, like as the straight man, you know, and like, and he is for the most part, but he also he's got some nuance to him too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this is just a fun movie. I felt like I had a lot of heart and. Uh, uh, the, some of the music choices were perfect. The, like the intro yeah. with Blake from workaholics is just, it sets the tone perfectly. Like, like that whole scene, I was like, I felt the same way. I was like, I'm going to love this fucking movie. Yeah, and it, exactly. did, it didn't disappoint. So yeah, if you watch this and you, you like any, if you like workaholics at all, it, it's gotcha. I'm sure. But yeah, that first scene of him, my pantomiming the fucking black widow baby. Uh, mopping the floors is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that we talked about some of the reviews. I, yeah, it, it's definitely got short shrift. I think uh, this is a lot better than the critiques and the reviews. I think most of them um, would indicate, but like I said too, like everyone that I, I've talked about, maybe a dozen people about this look and every, every one of them has liked it or is like, Oh yeah, great. Super good film. Um, but it's not winning any awards or anything like that. But, um, yeah, this if is anybody super fresh is for not you. A, is not a tight ass and can go in yeah. thinking like it's a comedy, just enjoy it. It's not supposed to be anything crazy. Yeah, totally. Um, 
I know this is super fresh for you. Did you look at any trivia or anything at all? I didn't. Mm-mm. Okay. And I think too, that the, uh, a good bookend with that on the front end, you said you're, you're a guy that doesn't like to, you know, look at trailers or like get background on stuff, just go into stuff blind. I think this is the, this is like the perfect film for that too. Um, I think, you know, if you saw the trailer or you, or you looked at something, I don't think it's going to diminish anything. I just think that if you went into this, to this flick completely blind, it would add that little extra to the experience, mm. like just not knowing anything about it. Um, not even the zombies gives anything away. I just think walking into this, cause that's the way I did. Like I heard, Oh, scout's guide for the zombie apocalypse. Sounds fun. And we just put it on, you know? Uh, yeah. I think at the time it was like on Netflix or something, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the opposite. I, I like to see like what's coming up next. I like looking at trailers, like knowing what I'm getting in for. So um, if I, but, if I was to try to like, if I'm looking at the local theater to see what's in, in theaters with no frame of reference at all i might check out a preview just to see if it's something that might tickle my interest but if i'm if i'm gonna watch something regardless like based on a recommendation it's like okay i'm i'm going to watch it either way i don't want to be i don't want to spoil anything because i i hate those movies where you watch the preview and it looks really funny and then you watch the movie and it's like oh they they picked out the two and a half best minutes of this entire movie Mm mm-hmm and I just watched a 90-minute version of a shittier yeah. preview, you know? Yeah, it sucks. It's like, I, I've I've seen a lot of films in, like, the past 10 years where I was just, like, really fucking let down by watching the trailer. But maybe I wouldn't have watched it without watching the trailer anyway, so it's like you're fucked anyway. Um, but Have you seen previews for... I think the movie's just called Smile. It's like a horror movie. And the, yes, dude, the, that movie looks so fucking good. I can't wait. Well, the I've I've seen another preview since then that went more into the storyline, and it actually makes it look a little less interesting to me. But the first preview I saw, it's just a lady like walking down the hall, and she passes that one <laughs> that one room, and the guy's just sitting on the bed with this creepy smile, and like Ugh. that's that's the whole preview. Like same thing with the black oh really. Guy. That was I've only seen the preview. long one. Oh man, yeah, that's that's probably a good thing. They should probably, if you just left it like that, I'd still want to watch it. But I saw this. Have you you saw the longer trailer? You said, yeah. And I remember the, the longer the it went on, I was like, ah, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm losing interest the longer it goes. But I'd still give it a shot. But what about that jump scare at the end that they tease? It was like a month or two ago, maybe, I think I saw it. Oh, man. Dude. People that have seen the trailer for Smile, the longer one at the end when she's by the car window. Dude, I can't (laughs) wait. It looks good. It looks really good. When's it coming out? Ah, fuck. I don't know. I think at the either the end of this month or the end of October. Um, That's when I'm like, really, like, that looks fucking good. And like, perfect for like the season, you know? Oh, September 29th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that looks really fun. Yeah, that's one I want to definitely try and check out in the theater for sure. Um, uh, Oh, yeah. So trivia. 
get some background on this. So one thing you probably don't know right away, this one's probably going to be a gut punch, but the dude who played Augie passed away pretty recently. I think like six within six months ago. Yeah. Oh shit. How'd that happen? At the time, I didn't think they released details because he was a younger cat and just like maybe his family was more into privacy, but that's, that was the first I heard. They hadn't run like an autopsy or toxicology or anything like that. He was a heftier dude. So maybe he had some complications on that side, but he wasn't like, that sucks. He wasn't like morbidly obese. He's just a chunky teen, but my immediate thought was like, I don't know, maybe drugs, uh, maybe, maybe maybe something. I don't think it was suicide. I mean, it could have been, but um, I don't know why I don't think it was, but I just don't think it was. But yeah, he he was uh, taken way too soon. Um, Have you you noticed that that, that was kind of a bummer? Have you noticed that lately they've changed the verbiage to it used to be like, oh, this, you know, person committed suicide. And now they're saying this person died by suicide. Is that just me? I mean, maybe it's out there. I haven't picked up on it. Interesting. That's yeah, a weird it, distinction, though, it if they are del- making that. It And it seems deliberate, too. Like, I've seen it a few different places, and it it's like when you see a word that's misspelled, and you don't really consciously know it, but it sticks out in your brain. Like, that just looks weird, mm-hmm. because it's so unusual. You know, usually it's, oh, you know, this person... Uh, John McAfee committed suicide, but now it's like... Oh no! This young soccer player for Stanford, uh, she died by suicide. I don't know if it's trying to like. I don't know who the fuck knows. I'm an old man. Get off my lawn. My first gut hearing that maybe the distinction is to take away like, um, like your victim blaming. Like this person committed suicide. Yeah, exactly. By using that word, like maybe it could be seen as like a passive aggressive or like an indictment on that person. Like right. they committed. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, this person committed a crime. This person committed. Yeah. Uh, this day and age, I'm sure that's um, highly possible, but yeah, it sucks. When I saw that, I was like, fuck that sucks, man. He, he was a super young dude and he seemed like he had it together and he was, I, I really liked his performance in this. So it sucks that we got robbed of that. But yeah, he passed away not too. I don't know how long ago, but I feel like it was relatively recently. Man, um, yeah, it says twenty twenty one. I'm gonna have to do some googling to try to figure that out because that yeah, that is really sad. Hopefully, hopefully it wasn't something that he suffered with a lot. Yeah, yeah, very well could have been. You know, like some bullying or he had some depression or something was going on on that front. But yeah, I, I just saw the initial report whenever it happened. I never came back to it. So there might be some more news out there about him. But rest in peace, Augie. Yeah. He was dope in this. Um, let's see the uh, uh, little Easter egg in this. I guess there's a mile marker scene during the movie that shows Haddonfield as a nearby city, which, uh, as as we all know, is the main setting for the, the Halloween franchise. Halloween, uh, Haddonfield in Illinois. Oh, that's um, uh, let's see. Oh, the gal who plays the the female police officer whose uniform gets caught in the fence. Uh, and flashes the scouts that is adult film star missy martinez uh yeah i kind of figured she was a porn star she just kind of had that <laughs> aesthetic <laughs> oh, oh dude my the- god <laughs> <laughs> this one's pretty funny i guess uh i didn't this is like a really 
like deep Easter egg, but I guess there's a patch on our, our lead character, Ben's shirt that says they're a part of the American scout society or ass, um, acronym ass patch, uh, (laughs) ass patch. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. At the beginning, like when the, the doctor's trying to get those chips out, of the vending machine talkies Uh Uh dude. I am a recent conversion on the talkie train, dude. Have you ever had talkies? No. Fuck. I always hated on it like that. And like people eat like fucking flaming hot Cheetos and shit. Uh Dude. Talkies are crazy addictive. They're so good. Whatever that, that talkie, that red dust. Probably (sighs) just, it's probably has a bunch of MSG in it. Yeah, I'm sure. It's dude, it's delicious. It's insanity. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I had a really bad moment. I actually Googled like uh copycat oh, is this, talkie. Is this gonna be a talkie... new installment of like fat what is it? <laughs> the fat chronicles or what was <laughs> random, that thing? Instead of random acts of violence, random acts of fat. Yeah. Is this where we're that going? would be one me trying to replicate the talk the red talkies dust oh, formula? I say, like your wife found your secret stash of empty talkies bags in your car or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a couple what was it? Uh like some like some dads they call it like like when they go to get food, they get like an extra burger, a road burger oh, yeah. for the drive home the drive home. Sure. I had a I had a couple road chili cheese the other day when I did a Target run. Yeah. Because there's a there's a Taco Bell right next to that Target, so and the, there was no one in the drive through. It was like three fifteen in the afternoon. I was like, yep. And it Doing was it. dude, like grease lightning. I was in and out in like thirty seconds, and I'm just macking two chili cheese on the way home. Um, what if you crushed up some takis and then? Put like oh dude chicken <sighs> and like if you made like fried chicken using the uh, crushed up takis as the uh, instead of like breadcrumbs or whatever, dude, that's sex. <laughs> Serious, dude, takis dust, some fried chicken rolled into a chili cheese. That's crazy. They ta- dude, Taco Bell's R and D department should get in on that shit, like. ASAP. Um, yeah. Shout out to talkies, man. That's another one. I'm like really late to the party. And it's like, I get it. Um, yeah. I, I see a lot of the youth eating the talkies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, they like the talkies. Um, let's see. Oh, Okay. The the main character, let's see, he is, what's he known for? He was uh, Cyclops in the recent uh, X-Men movies, like X-Men First Class. And he was also in Ready Player One. I, lo- I kind of like that film. He, he was the main lead in that. He was pretty good in that. Um, I like that I Logan, seen the- uh, I like that, or uh, Carter, Logan's his real name, I guess. I like he had a Misfits hat. That was fun. Oh, nice. You're a big Misfits guy? I am, yeah. Big fan. I always, I always confuse or conflate them with the Vandals. 
Very different. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just oh. the name. Yeah. Uh, I have I have a few of those weird wire crossed things that I cannot ever seem to split. This will be a fun total 90 degree right turn for you. And I'm wondering if you'll be able to follow my train of thought before I tell you where it's going. Okay. This could this could be a, a part of our other recurring segment, which is I'm a fucking dipshit idiot. <laughs> and I'm so dumb. So we were we were talking about Christine a few weeks ago, and yes. it it made me want to like read another Stephen King book because it's been a while since I have. So I was kind of I was looking at his, his list of books because I mean it would be cool to go through all of them starting with the oldest ones. And I've read a bunch of his older ones anyway. So I saw that his oldest one that I haven't read is called insomnia and I have it. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I saw it on my bookshelf. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I do have that. And in my mind, I was like, I don't want to read the jacket. I don't want to read anything about it, but I seem to recall they made a movie about it. That Mm -hmm. was, that was very well received and it was, like a psychological police murder mystery set in Alaska with yes. with Anthony Hopkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. And this is the worst fucking book I think I have ever read in my entire life. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I'm wondering if you can unfuck my thought process without Googling it. Like, do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm thinking of? It actually is versus what I'm, I'm confusing. Cause there's wait, there's wait, things. wait, wait a second. You're, you're, yes. you're blowing my mind in a couple different ways, but one, you just said insomnia yes. starring Anthony Hopkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. Okay. That's, because that's ins- what my, that's what I thought. Okay. That's what you thought. Yeah. I think you. Dude, this is going to be such the equation. Yes. Okay. Un- unravel the stupidity. Okay. So insomnia is actually Damn, this is fun. Okay. So insomnia is actually a 2002 remake of a 1997 Norwegian film. Uh and so the American uh Insomnia from 2002 is a Christopher Nolan joint pre The Prestige pre uh-huh. um Batman and all that shit. I think this is, I think was his, this was his follow up from Memento from 99 or 2000 with Guy Pierce. You ever seen Memento? Uh-huh. I have. Okay. Yeah. So he followed that up with this Norwegian remake of Insomnia starring Al Pacino and Robin Williams. And it's awesome. It's great. It's really good. The original, the Norwegian, uh, the OG is excellent as well. Um, I kind of like, insomnia a little bit more because it's robin williams and it's such a like departure even though he's played serious roles before he play he plays a really creepy like serial killer in so, insomnia but i'm wondering how in the f- fuck i'll tell you got you. anthony hopkins and cuba gooding jr they are in a different movie that is called uh well so wait so the Al Pacino, Robin Williams one, that's the Alaska, like, murder mystery, whatever. Yes. Yep. The For some reason, the Anthony Hopkins, Cuba Gooding Jr. movie is called Instinct. And it's like, 
Africa, some shit like that's um, so far away from anything that insomnia is. It's based on a book. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the uh, insomnia movie is not Ooh. based on the Stephen King book. This, like I said, is probably yeah. the worst, if not one of the worst, Stephen King books I've ever read. It's really eight, it's eight hundred fucking pages. Jesus. Within a hundred pages, I was like, "This book is so fucking stupid. The premise is dumb." <laughs> The storyline is idiotic, but I can't give up on it. It's like the opposite. It's like the opposite of I can't put this book down. It's like I I can't give up on this because it could turn around. And at about page five hundred, I was thinking, all right, I think we're starting to pick up a little bit. And then by five fifty, I was like, oh no, we're back to really fucking stupid. And it so I'm, I'm dives again. Yeah, I'm down to the last like 50 pages and I'm just grinding my way through it. This book is so bad that I even Googled in the first couple hundred pages. I Googled like, what are the worst Stephen King books ever written? Hoping that this would be on the Mount Rushmore. And Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty well regarded as uh, in his worst. His worst books, for sure. But it's so bad. If anybody Damn. listens to me about anything, don't ever read this fucking book. It's it's awful. It makes me upset. I wonder if they've... Now I'm curious, because I thought they adapted Stephen King's Insomnia. I thought so, too. I don't think they, I don't think they have. But I'm fucking stupid, and I had this weird like spider web of conflation in my mind that I don't know what I was thinking. And all I would have had to do is read the jacket of the book to know oh this isn't at all the story i'm thinking of and even if you read the jacket you're like wow this sounds really uninteresting and you would be right does it connect it all to the dark tower it does and that's like that's fine but (laughs) like the the parts about the dark tower that i thought were corny and overly cheesy this is that concentrated like the only connection to the dark tower is like the shittiest parts of the dark tower in my opinion that sucks damn so there's not even that to hang on to no Um, i mean there there would there was probably five or ten pages little you know subplots or little events where it's like all right that's pretty cool you know that's neat like oh this is interesting and then just back to yeah he He's such an interesting author because he's got some really cool stories. And then some of it is like, I just want to fucking jump off the roof. Damn. It's so bad. Well, I mean, his volume that he's put out, the sheer volume, it's like you got by just like by the numbers game, you got to have yeah. some stinkers in there. So, yeah. I, well, we've talked about before the, the, that collection of short stories, the book Skeleton Crew, when we did the jump. Yeah episode i thought that was his worst book by far yeah but then he and then he and comes out even... with this one <laughs> <laughs> just when i thought you couldn't get any dumber <laughs> totally redeem yourself um uh stephen king connection i guess too recently in the news did you hear uh one of his uh friends and collaborators in his early di- earlier days i guess uh, peter straub just passed away straub 
I he thought, was uh he did the talisman like jointly yeah, with him i tried reading that one and it it put me to sleep that that one i actually did give up on but um wait i thought oh no i'm thinking of richard bachman was his pseudonym are you thinking of like eyes of the dragon or something like that or no because when you said strub i know he's collaborated with him on a few books but in my mind i was True. thinking wait that's his that's his pen name or alter ego but then uh, i was wrong richard bachman's is alter right ego. and this is not interesting to anyone but didn't he do that he did richard bachman for thinner didn't he um i don't know exactly which one but i think it was like the worst kept secret ever you yeah know, I, I think it came out pretty quickly that oh this new guy on the scene like no that's stephen king like okay <laughs> dude i even remember dude this is kind of funny uh an aside stephen king my grandma was a huge stephen king fan and she was like see back in these days in like the early 90s you could be on like a mailing list of some kind like pre-internet like where i don't know if it was like with the publisher the publishing house but you could sign up so whenever X author came out with a new book, it would get mailed to your front door. She was one of those people and it was with Stephen King. So every new Stephen King oh, book wow. like showed up to her door. And I remember vaguely like I have, it was like, I have a subscription or I'm on, I'm on the reader's list or something to do with that. I, I thought that was kind of weird, but yeah, any, anytime there was a new Stephen King, it was, she was like jazzed, you know? So she was like clickety clacking and going to the front door and like, Ooh, ooh and it was a hardcover. Cause that's the first one that comes out always. So she always had these dope hardcovers everywhere and like four past midnight and all this cool stuff. But I even remember like as a youth, like when she got thinner, I th- I'm pretty sure it's thinner. That's this, that's his Richard Bachman pseudonym. Um, she was even like, that's Stephen King. Like <laughs> I was like seven years old, but um, yeah, Peter Straub just passed away and he, uh, I've wanted, I've heard really good things about the talisman and they, they include it in the, the most recent um, stranger things season four. Yeah. There's a dude reading it to someone and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, that's right. I want to, I've heard that's a good book. Um, yeah. I, I could have just been in a really weird uh, state of mind at the time, but like I remember reading it and it literally was putting me to sleep. I'm like, this is so fucking boring, but I think it definitely veers more into like a fantasy kind of angle. And I don't really care for, I don't really care for those as much. Like I really liked the uh, Mr. Mercedes trilogy because it doesn't get too far into that kind of supernatural, whatever. Like, dude, this book is so fucking bad. I can't even, I, Honestly, I was thinking about maybe hijacking an entire episode to go through everything I hate about this book. <laughs> but then I was like, I just don't, I don't have the energy to go through it, but it's, it's just so bad. You have to man up. I know I should maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe well, we kind of par- we partly did it here. Maybe I'll write it in a letter and then like just set it on fire and just release it to the world so I can I can get that evil out of me. I'm like I'm just shaking my head reading this fucking book. Like this cannot be this cannot that be sucks. as as bad as it is. And I just keep thinking like somebody had to proofread this. He had to reread this multiple times and it sucks. It's terrible. I hate it. But other than that, I don't have any thoughts about it. All right. Fair enough. 
Um, how many books do you read in a year? Um, I'm not, say? I'm actually not a huge reader. I kind of go in, I don't, I kind of have like an addictive personality and I sort of binge and purge. So if I'm, if I'm in like hardcore reading mode, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like chain smoking, you know, like I'll finish one and just grab another one and just kind of keep right. that moment, keep the momentum going. But then I won't read a book for like six months or a year. Like it's it's so easy. I, I guess I wouldn't say addictive personality. It's more of like a habit thing. Like if right. I'm in the habit of reading, I'll do it a lot. But if I so if, if I get out a of it, it's like book that knocks you out of it. Like ah oh, fuck, I need a palate cleanser. Yeah, I I might go straight into some kind of slump buster after this because this one was. I feel attacked. That's how bad this book is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel personally offended. That's funny that you misappropriated uh, Anthony Anthony Hopkins and Cuba. Isn't that that movie is where he like he's he's been in the wild so long? I remember the trailer. He's like Rah! he's like jumping and lunging. He thinks he's a gorilla. It's like so know. far. It's so f- instinct with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, if you watch the trailer, it's so far removed from what Insomnia. Right with nolan is but yeah Yeah, just as an aside insomnia is a good it's like a good wintertime like rainy day movie and it's it's i mean it's a really good film it's like right when uh christopher nolan was hitting his stride uh and i think it's right before al pacino like really started uh declining i think in terms of like quality of films and and roles that he went for um and Robin Williams has a, a really good, interesting turn as as a bad guy, as a, okay, a serial yeah. killer. That sounds a thousand times more interesting than this dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Insomnia is good. Check it out. Um, I'd love to. Let's see. <laughs> uh, what are we? What are we? Yeah, what are I we doing next? We we might have an email. Let me check and see. Nope. Okay. Um, yeah, I think this is going to wrap it up. We did kind of a hard tangent off Scout's Guide. But, yeah, Scout's Guide's a winner. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's definitely a, a fun popcorn movie, and it's it's good for the uh, the Halloween season. Get you into that zone. Oh, uh, just it's, a, pretty, just a... it's pretty graphic, too, I would say, that we didn't really it touch is. on. But it's I think awesome. it's, done, it's done in a fun way. It is. Yeah, and you know I love my gratuitous violence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We also just watched this movie called The Gentleman. I think it's on Netflix. Have you seen it or heard about it? Yeah, Guy Ritchie's most yeah. recent. Yeah, I liked Dude. it a lot. It was fun. Oh, okay, cool. So you saw it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely had a, a, a Snatch vibe to it, which I love. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, glad yeah. you like it. Yeah, I really liked uh, McConaughey was good in it. I I really honestly I liked Hugh Grant's character quite uh-huh. a lot. He was yep. he was one of my favorite parts of it. Uh, and uh, that Charlie Hunnam guy, I'm I'm take him or leave him, but I liked him in this role too. But uh, what's his face? I've got a greater appreciation I think for him after seeing him on. He was on an episode of Hot Ones that was really good. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. The, the boxing uh-huh. manager that's always wearing a fucking some kind of two piece those little jumpsuit things like yeah, a plaid track fucking tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> that part in the chippy when those dudes kind of try to cut in line from him that part's fucking yeah. awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I Have you ever seen Hot Ones? I don't know if we've talked yeah. about this on uh-huh. the, the podcast yeah. before. It's okay. a good one. I like it. Have you have you seen the Colin Farrell Hot no. Ones episode? Watch it. It's awesome. Okay. So good. Okay. Yeah, I will. Really, really good one. I think most recently, like the one with him and Josh Brolin, I think in the last six months are excellent. Like really good uh, interviews. If you want to, that watch dude can the, interview his ass off. Yeah, he's 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 a really good interviewer. Um, if you want to hate watch. The DJ Khaled one is hilarious. Dude, have you seen yeah. it? He, yes. He's such a bitch. I fucking hate I, that guy so much. I hate. Dude, there's a funny one. Uh, this dude's kind of fallen from grace. What's his name? Um, what's his name? TJ. TJ Miller? His name? The comedian? Yeah, TJ Miller. He's funny. Uh, he, yeah, he is funny. Uh, he's got he's he's got a bad look on him. He's got a... a a black eye on him, I think, from some shit he did. I think he like abused his ex-wife, or he he did something. But pre that, he was on. I think he was on a few episodes after the DJ Khaled Hot Ones, uh, and he's oh, making yeah, he's, yeah. Make, he's yeah. making fun of him. <laughs> he's like yeah. DJ Khaled, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. For anybody who hasn't seen it, like two wings into this ten wing challenge. He's already like sweating and being a little bitch and saying it's hot. And then yeah. the host and then he asks the host if his wings are different, insinuating that, you know, he's setting him up and the host is like, yeah. you want to switch? He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And then he goes on this like blowhard rant about he's quitting. And he's like, you know, just because I'm giving up doesn't mean I'm quitting. Like that's literally exactly what that it's means. Exactly what's happening right now. Guy. I, dude, I... I hated that guy before that because he's a worthless do nothing. But then after yeah. that, it was like, okay, you are this person. It's not just a character you're playing. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. He's a caricature of a human being. He oh, he's sucks. such a dip fuck. Yeah, watch the TJ Miller one. I've seen it. it. Yeah, now that you oh, mentioned okay. it, I have seen it. Yeah. He it, he doesn't go like directly, but he 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 does throw a little jabs in him. He's like, "Oh, DJ Khaled," or he's like, "I'm not quitting. <laughs> I'm not DJ Khaled." Like, <laughs> but that one's funny too because TJ Miller kind of goes a little delirious towards the end. Like he fucking puts uh-huh. like he like empties a water bottle over his head and he's like, "Ooh," but um, yeah, dude, the Colin Farrell one is really good. It's like I I had preconceived notions about him being like he's like kind of this like playboy. Uh-huh. man about town kind of womanizer kind of he smokes cigarettes during fucking interviews indoors and like he's got like a cavalier attitude kind of guy like eh. but uh like a prima donna but he's yeah. very like down to earth charismatic and like uh yeah it's it's very very vulnerable but the okay. uh yeah I'll, I'll watch it tonight he's got some really funny anecdotes too about like shit that he's worked on and like yeah That'll be a fun one to discuss next week. Um, yeah, Hot Ones is a weird show that I got into by chance that I never would have watched probably otherwise by just like seeing it. And one of, there was a good one that kind of hooked me into it. And I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of a interesting interview format. And that, that interview, Sean Evans or whatever his uh-huh. name is, he does like deep ass research kind of along the lines of, are you familiar with Nardwar for music? No. Uh-uh. Okay. He's an autistic man who has like an encyclopedic 
redonkulous like music IQ. He interviews people kind of in the same way of hot ones. There's just no hot wing shtick. He just interviews like rappers, musicians, and he, he goes really deep in, and he asks kind of like these probing questions. Like they're like, how the fuck did you know that? Like yeah. your research team is like, cra- it's, it's pretty much the same exact thing. Only this guy's like, uh, he, he's goofy as all fuck. And but his it seems like his forte is like rap and and R and B and he's just this white dude that wears these weird like golf hats with like a a ball on top of it and he's he's like a forty five year old white man from like New York that just has like this the deepest most extensive music knowledge like like a Matt Pinfield but yeah. not bald and has speaks out of like a vocoder um yeah that's a fun Nardware. He's, he's a weird cat. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that'll wrap it up for Scout's Guide 2015. Yeah. Check it out. It's fucking awesome. a fun one. Uh, batting average still intact. Yep. Um, so I guess uh, lo- looking ahead on, on the agenda real quickly. So uh, the next one we're going to do is the final girls. That one, unfortunately, is only available for rent right now. Um, so it's not available to stream anywhere. I think you're going to like that one. I want to say one person who's in it, but if you like to go into stuff blind, I think this will be a good one to go in real blind to. Um, but tentatively, we have... So the following episode, we're going to have a special guest on, uh, Chris from Channel 83. I think I've teased this a couple episodes, but we're going to watch uh, Semi-Obscure maybe fully full on obscure Japanese zombie horror crime, weird fucking movie called versus. And, uh, Chris actually has like some pretty deep knowledge about that movie in particular. And Asian horror is kind of his forte. Um, and he will definitely bring a lot more professionalism and like knowledge base to the cast. So I think that'll be a fun one to look out for, um, here coming up in the future. Um, and then we're going to round out the rest of October with some pretty classic, straightforward, like horror that are perfect for the season. Uh, getting into Poltergeist, Beetlejuice, Phantasm 2, and Halloween 3, which I'm really excited for all four of those. So confidence levels are high. The batting average will stay intact here. Um, so I think that that'll do it for this episode. Um, if anybody's got any questions or wants to, uh, give a shout out what the, what their thoughts about Scout's Guide are. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Uh, you can hit us at wax at waxingtheporpoise.com uh, or hit up our socials. Instagram is waxingtheporpoise or on Twitter we are at waxingtheporp. Um, oh yeah, special shout out to I, I on a couple episodes ago I think I teased that I was a guest on another podcast. That episode is finally since released on friday uh check out ghoulish university uh they cover uh on a weekly basis they cover tales from the crypt episodes from the original uh tales from the crypt anthology horror series um they're it's i guess it's out of print it's really hard to find but they're all they're readily available on somewhat degraded quality on YouTube. You can find every episode um, from the series, but yeah, they cover in order. Uh, I think they're now the most recent episode was season two, 
episode three cutting cards with our friend Lance Henriksen, who we'll, we'll see here in the future. Um, I had a lot of fun on that episode, so check them out. They're, they're really starting to hit their stride and they have a good time. Uh, and especially if you like tales from the crypt, it's kind of a fun flashback to give you a reason to go back and revisit the show and then listen to their thoughts. Um, that was a really fun one. So, uh, thanks to them again for having me on and check them out at ghoulish university anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, that'll do it for us. Uh, like I said, we're next week, we're watching the final girls also funny enough from 2015. Uh, it's kind of a fun comedic, uh, spoofy, uh, horror campy horror flick. That's, uh, that's a lot of fun and definitely fits the mood for the season. So check out the final girls, which we'll be discussing next week. Uh, you got any final thoughts? Steve. 50,000 no get elephant in there. 50,000 get you. Botot. Uh, nope. Looking forward to it. I looked it up to see where I could stream it and I saw the picture. Uh, I assume the person you're referring to is Adam from Workaholics. Yes, sir. What a fun little connection. Yeah. Yep. And that, I didn't realize that until after that we're going to have back to back workaholic sighting. So. Uh, yeah, he he's in it. He actually he has quite a larger role than Blake did here in in uh, with the Black Widow baby. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> kind of hoping but... he would be a, a a bigger character, but those hopes were dashed pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised they didn't try to throw him in. Maybe later, maybe he got cut like as like a a, a jump scare zombie like like later in the in the flick, but to no avail. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. I've been meaning to ask you: Is there? Do you have any, um, like, urban legend or like some creepy story, like when you were growing up, um, like local legends or anything uh, in your neck of the woods um, that we could maybe bring up for a future story or something like that, or just to touch on during Halloween time, like like freaky, freaky shit that's happened before. I mean, uh, Auburn, there were these tunnels that run under the city that we would go into sometimes and they called it Satan's tunnel. And there was some creepy shit down there too. Uh, one time we went down, there was just like a lit candle in the middle of this long ass tunnel. That's like that and creepy ass graffiti. And it was also a, um, like a flood diversion channel. So at any time, it's like, oh, they could just release a fuck ton of water up here from the American River, and we'll just oh, wash man. wash down all the way from Auburn to Ophir, if you know where that is. I've heard the name. I don't know geographically where it's at, but... Yeah, it's like, imagine if you're under uh, North... And it's like, well, at any time, we could just be washed down to South, you know, it's because it's a pretty long tunnel. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, if I was walking down a tunnel and saw one lit candle, and there's and you got to no way, I'd be like, other way, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that action. Yeah. All right, well, um, yeah, thanks for playing ball on. Uh, yeah, hope hope the it didn't get back. you. Uh, hope it didn't get you in any trouble. No, yeah, we we're just kind of it's kind of a one of those days, but it made me think of I think, Kenyon. 
we're arguing. <laughs> no, dude, he said we're fighting. It dude, it was so <laughs> awesome. That's one of the that's one of the levers I can pull, like when it's like kind of like the what do you want for dinner? Yeah. That's one of those levers I can pull that we can both, it's like a shared experience that was funny for both of us. Like when he went to the, what was it? It was vagina like vagina monologues. monologues. Yeah. yeah. God, dude. Cause his old lady looked steamed, dude. And she's like <laughs> having to get, it's like, we're doing the whole scooch back and they have to come in front of us in front of the, where the, the thing is and we're like oh yeah you know and, the, and they go and they're like they sit like 10 rows down and like they go by and she's just fuming and it goes first and then john's just like eating that shit up and he like looks at all of us and just like sorry we're fighting right now like <laughs> and they just walk, and then right when she said he said that too like, like look back and gave dude just shot daggers like <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck that was so awesome yeah. and then they went and sat down and like me and kelsey were just like laughing our asses off internally you know looking and i remember too like glancing down and like looking to see where they sat and john like looked over and he was he did one of these he was just like like <laughs> <laughs> oh what a hog yeah uh, god that's so but yeah that's when i can i can pull sometimes just like like out of nowhere and just look at her and just be like sorry we're fighting right now and then like it'll <laughs> at least elicit like an us an olive branch chuckle yeah but all righty well uh cool this has been waxing the porpoise thanks for joining us and we will see you guys next week take Bye. care Bye. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, that's all what right. you get, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right.